Good day all, this is Caroline with your Tea and Tech podcast, a Women Asking Women network. Thank you for joining. We are here to chat and discuss how technology should work for you, not the other way around. Welcome to your weekly tech talk in the time it takes to have a cup of tea. Let's talk about what's brewing in the network today. Good day all, and welcome to our 15th chat. I hope everyone in Canada and the United States had a good long weekend last week and enjoyed their vacation time. It's important to celebrate the holidays and spend time with our loved ones as the world slowly peaks around the corner from months and months of lockdowns. As we move forward in July, just a reminder to let us know about any tech gadgets you'd like reviewed or discussed for our next gadget show coming July 27th. As always, I'll leave the forum link in the show notes, and thank you for those that have reached out. I'm looking forward to it. What's in a name? The cloud. This is a term that has come to be a buzzword in many organizations, but the reality is that it refers to servers that are accessed over the internet globally, along with the software and databases that run on those servers. Cloud servers are located in data centers all over the world. And by using hardware this way, individuals and organizations do not have to manage physical space on their premises or have a large number of staff to run the network and upgrade it as required. The cloud enables users to access the same files and applications from almost any device. Because the computing and storage takes place on the servers in the data centers instead of locally on the single user device. As a prime example, this is why you can log into your Instagram account on a new phone as the old one may have broken and still find all your content in place with the photos, videos, and conversation history. It works the same with cloud email providers like Apple, Gmail, and Microsoft Office, and with the cloud storage providers such as Dropbox, iCloud, and Google Drive. All applications that are based on your sign-in from any device and not something that is device specific. It's like a master key for your information as opposed to a specific key that you need when you log on to your device. Early in 2010, President Obama's administration laid out a 90-page document that drafted the potential security requirements needed to help federal government agencies adopt cloud computing technologies and services. The document, titled Proposed Security Assessment and Authorization for U.S. Government Cloud Computing, looks to identify security and risk assessment requirements that must be met in order for the government to move to the cloud. These are noted in Federal Risk and Authorization Management Programs, known as FedRAMP. A link I'll leave below in the show notes for your perusal. As cloud computing gained traction in mainstream IT departments, a report serviced estimating that Amazon could generate $500 million in cloud computing revenue in 2010. The potential, they decided, would hit $750 million in the next year of 2011. Analysis now shows that at the end of 2020, the Amazon organization billed approximately $13.5 billion of profit in their web hosting services. So, as you can see, cloud systems are big business, 
now and likely to stay that way. There are some very important upsides to cloud computing. These are reduced infrastructure costs for your organization through the economies of scale in a managed data center, consolidated data all in one place, a defense against local disasters, something we will discuss more in our continuation of business episode coming in two weeks, enhancement of collaboration, and this is something that's so very important, especially over the last year with half of us at home during COVID and working through remote. Also, enhanced compliance, something we've discussed many times on our prior podcasts around things like GDPR. Along with convenience, though, come some very real aspects of security breaches. And looking back, we can see how these have impacted some of our daily lives. Microsoft, LinkedIn, Yahoo, Apple iCloud, just to name a few, have all been victims of security breaches in their cloud environment. Remember the example of some famous people being in the news when information or photos have been posted due to security breaches. The main point as a takeaway for cloud infrastructure is this though. It makes sense to centralize the main amount of information in order to access it on demand. The trick is to know when and how to move between cloud services and your own personal hardware in order to have the information that you digitize make the most sense for you and potentially your organization. That's all for today. Join us next week when we will go deeper into cloud networks and discuss redundancy and solution-based software as a service known as SaaS. This is a Spicy Pear Media production. We would be grateful if you subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at T and Tech and on our website at www.spicypearmedia.com. I'm looking forward to our next chat. And remember, technology is supposed to work for you, not the other way around. Mm-hmm.